Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hey, okay, so I just got back from a walk and I felt inspired to do a podcast slash video to share about the paradox of prolapse. And so this is really gonna apply to prolapse, of course, but also to really all types of pelvic floor, pelvic health issues, um, from pelvic pain and tension to even hemorrhoids. Um, It can apply to a lot of things. So the paradox of prolapse is that we think that the more we think about it and the more we strengthen our muscles, the better we're gonna feel. Like the more we can think about it, the more we can problem solve and figure and figure it out, right? The more we can do that. And the more we can just strengthen and tighten things up, the better. Well, the paradox is that actually the less we think about it, the more we clear our mind and the more we relax, usually the better we feel. Now, everybody's different. I have to make that caveat that I can't, I'm not making blanket statements for everybody, but I found this to be true in so many cases and I want to explain a little bit more. So it's really interesting. I was thinking about this when it comes to matters of the heart and energetically speaking, the pelvic floor, the root of our body, which includes you know, the womb for women, the, the uterus, the creative center where we birth life and gestate babies and ideas and creation, even if we've never been pregnant or don't plan on having kids or kids aren't in our reality, that, that's okay. The creative center, the womb center, is still a really powerful heart center of the body a center of emotion and place where we store feelings and and everybody stores feelings and emotions in the hip, core, pelvic floor, root area. So you can think of the root as kind of like a second heart. So we have our heart, of course, and then we have like our root heart. They're very, very connected. They're very similar. And if that sounds too woo-woo, bear with me here. Just, Just go with it for a minute. Just just trust me, <laughs> there are some similarities between the heart heart and the womb heart as far as emotions and energetics of, of those centers. So when you think of matters of the heart, we think of matters of the heart as like love relationships. And also I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it fertility into this too. And these are situations where when we are newly in love say, or on the flip side, maybe we're having relationship troubles Think of those times in your life when maybe you've been freshly in love or maybe your things are going downhill in a relationship. You can't think of anything else. Like this takes over your brain. It's constantly on your mind. It becomes the most important thing in your life. Even if it's just running in the background, you're always thinking about it. Like what, what should I do? You're thinking of what you should have said or what you, you know, if it's a, maybe it's a relationship trouble, what, what you what you'd like differently or whatever it is like every thought ends up somehow coming back to the relationship crisis at hand you're consumed by it same thing with new love it tends to consume you and every thought is about the your new love you know love interest and it just consumes you in that in a different way 
Um, if you have fertility issues, I know that many people struggle with fertility and that can really consume their minds and, and their, their hearts, right? Their hearts are just consumed by this. Well, like I just said, our pelvic floor, our root, this part of our body is like our second heart. And so when we have pelvic health issues, which are hugely important to us, you know, pelvic, the pelvic floor, the root of our body is all about survival and, you know, reproduction, family, security, safety, like all of these issues are, are held in our root. And so it's another matter of the heart that can consume our thoughts, consume our lives. And so what can happen is if you find yourself being consumed by thoughts of your pelvic floor concern, and let's just say prolapse, but again, this can apply to other conditions as well. If you find yourself being consumed by thoughts and thinking to yourself, I just like, you know, all of, all of the things that have happened to lead up to it, all of the things that you're scared of, all of the concerns and worries and fears that you have, how to fix it, whose advice to listen to, what program to follow, what exercises to do, how can I make this better? Oh my gosh, I need to see a, a, a physical therapist or a doctor. Oh my gosh, do I need to get surgery? These types of thoughts. Well, <laughs> I would never say to stick your head in the sand because I do want you to come up with actionable things that you can do to manage your condition, yes. But when these thoughts start consuming you and it's all you can think about, the problem is our thinking mind, our, our brain is really, we, we don't utilize our, our full brain to our awareness, to our conscious awareness. We really kind of think with like five to 10% of our brain, that conscious mind is like five to 10% of our brain. I've seen different numbers. Some people say 7%, but our conscious awareness, like our thinking brain, it's actually a very small part of what's going on between our ears all day long. So our subconscious is that the big part, like that 95, 90 to 95% part that's kind of constantly running in the background. And the interesting thing, I've heard the subconscious be described all sorts of different ways. But one way that kind of resonates with me is like a big, fluffy, friendly guard dog. <laughs> so it's not always friendly, but it's a, it's like it's like a bit it's big. It's a guard dog. And and it loves its master. And it loves it just wants to serve. And if it was left to its own devices, it would have plenty to do. It would be running around, it would be doing its own thing. But it's going to react really quickly to what's going on in the thinking brain. So if our thinking brain is perseverating and just ruminating and preoccupied with these thoughts that are ultimately probably not so good, maybe negative, maybe fearful, maybe playing over the same story over and over. If we're ruminating on these thoughts, the guard dog that just wants to serve and, and needs something to do, frankly, it sort of needs something to do. It's, it's got stuff to do. It can do its own thing, but it will respond. It will respond without the conscious awareness even maybe telling it what to do, but it senses that something's wrong. And so it's going to respond by protecting, by protecting. So the subconscious brain is the part that is, again, the, the guard dog, the big fluffy guard dog. This is actually our intuition. It's very smart. It's our intuition. It's our gut feelings. It's those things that we don't even have to think about. It's below the thinking. It's subconscious. So it's below the thinking brain. 
and it's big. And it, again, it, it's our intuition, it's our gut feelings, it's our also our protective responses. So this is kind of where the guard dog analogy comes in. So our thinking brain is thinking, 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 thinking about all, all these things. Our guard dog is gonna be like, oh my God, something is up. I need to go into action. So what's it gonna do? It's going to communicate with the body because that's what our nervous system does. Our brain communicates with our body and makes things happen in our body. So it's going to communicate with our body and go tighten things up, okay? So when that happens, when you tighten things up, which kind of goes back to this second part of the paradox. So one part of the paradox is that actually the less you think about your condition, the better you feel. The more you think about other things, the better you'll feel. And the other thing is the less you tense up, the better you feel. Even though we think... Our, our small-minded brain thinks that, oh my gosh, I just need to problem solve. I just need to think about it. And I just need to tense, you know, tighten up my muscles. That'll make it better. No, no, no. It's actually, again, the opposite. So the less we think about it, the better. And the more we relax, the better. So again, going back to the guard dog, it senses your conscious mind going, ruminating and, and being scared. And so it flies into action to protect you and it tightens up your muscles. Well, when it tightens up your muscles, anytime you have tension in your pelvic floor, this, this excessive tension that just won't relax, it's like, ugh. it's tensioning all of the tissues, not just one set of muscles or not just one area. Our whole body is connected. Like everything's connected. And so you're tense down in your pelvic floor, which is going to pull and tug on the fascia that surrounds, you know, the muscles in the pelvic floor. But then there's also fascia that surrounds the pelvic organs, like kind of like padding and stuffing. It kind of surrounds the pelvic organs. And then that ultimately all of this fascia is quite continuous. Like it all sort of hooks into the next place that there's fascia in your body. So, I mean, even your breathing diaphragm can become affected. Even your jaw and your neck and everything up here can become affected just because of tension that your sweet little guard dog, your subconscious has been like, oh my gosh, I've my, you know, the master is stressed out and thinking and won't stop thinking about this issue. So I'm going to tighten things up. Well, it's not just tightening one muscle. It's actually then tensioning the fascia too, and all of the tissues in that area, which is then tugging on your shifted organs. So it's kind of tugging on them, pulling them, squeezing them. It's not good. <laughs> what we want is release. We want your body to be in a nice alignment. Of course, we. I don't want you to be tucking your bum under or slouching or whatever, and then releasing your muscles. No, that's probably not great, you know, but ultimately we want to be in general in, in good alignment and we don't want any muscle excessively tight because that tensioning is going to pull things out of place. And if your pelvic organs are already shifted, so if you have prolapse and I, I like to call prolapse a pelvic organ shift rather than that they, you know, that they're they're falling or something like that. I mean, you, it is a descent typically of the pelvic organs. They they do descend, but I like to just it's a shift. It's a shift, and when they shift in one place, in some cases they can shift back. When you relieve tension, when you allow the fascia to to come back into alignment, because your muscles and your fascia and your tissues are very resilient. Things can shift and change when you release tension, when you release release restrictions, when you release scar tissue, when you find better alignment and balance in your body, things can 
move back into place. So just know that that is a possibility. I'm not guaranteeing, but it is a possibility. And no matter what, when you release tension, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to relieve that pulling, tensioning, squeezing, tugging sensation on your pelvic organ. So that in itself is actually a sigh of relief. So thinking about it less is actually going to release that need for your body to protect you by tightening up. And also, again, I don't want you to tighten up your pelvic floor muscles all day long anyway, even with even if you are like, it's not this whole subconscious puppy dog, guard dog situation. If you are simply just like, I'm gonna do kegels all day long to tighten up my pelvic floor muscles because I have prolapse. If that's your line of thinking, then that's actually not gonna be good either for the same reasons I just mentioned, although this time you're, you're more consciously aware of tightening things up. So ultimately, strengthening is great, but you need to do it in a balanced manner. You need to integrate the pelvic floor with the rest of your core. You need to also build in periods of relaxation. It's like strengthening any muscle. You don't just wanna tighten it up all day long. You need to give it time to relax. You need to have it work with the rest of your bodily system, not just expecting to get super fit in your whole body by doing biceps curls on one arm all day, that's not gonna do anything. Like the rest of your body's gonna be untoned and unfit if you're just sitting in a chair but doing biceps curls all day long. It's not gonna do anything. You need to work the whole body. When you're looking at your pelvic floor, you need to look above and below your pelvic floor and around your pelvic floor. It's not just about kegels. It's not just about tightening them up. So one thing that can actually really really help you and make you feel better and this is so again paradoxical but when you have prolapse it can be actually extremely helpful if you're having symptoms to think about relaxing your pelvic floor so again i don't want you to be slouched or slumped with your head forward and on your computer and you know this kind of thing tucking your bum under your tailbone under I don't want you to be <laughs> like that and then thinking about relaxing. Uh, you know, ultimately we want to be in a nice aligned position throughout the day. Try not to be in that. It's so, so easy to get into that position where your head is forward and you're really slouched. Okay, but so don't do that. Try to get in a nice position and then relax your pelvic floor. Let your butt cheeks soften. Even let your belly soften. So many people suck in their gut all day long, clench their belly, and that can often lead to tightening up the upper abs and squeezing in the upper abs, which can then put pressure that ultimately goes down into your pelvic floor. So we don't want that. Just relax the belly, relax the butt cheeks. Let your sitting bones, your, your butt bones, feel like they're kind of softening apart or blossoming, blossoming apart or spreading apart, opening apart rather than squeezing together. So again, soften the butt cheeks and the belly, let your sitting bones blossom apart or spread apart or soften apart, however you wanna think about it, so that they're not just squeezing together. When you feel like your butt bones are squeezing together or your butt cheeks are squeezing together, then that usually means you've got a tight pelvic floor that's again, tensioning everything, not just a couple of muscles, it's tensioning everything, including around and tugging on and pulling on and squeezing on the pelvic organs. So we don't want that. So soften things apart, let things relax. 
you're going to feel instant relief. And I like to tell people, I actually just got a message from a, a woman who works with, she's a teacher and she works with little kids all day long. And she was like, what can I do during the middle of the day when my prolapse symptoms are feeling bad? I'm feeling symptomatic, but I don't necessarily want my kids to like see me having to stretch on the ground or something like that. And so I said, just in a standing position, one thing you can do is just allow your pelvis to tilt forward just a little bit. So you're making sure that you're not tucking your bum under. You're actually in a slight anterior pelvic tilt, a slight forward pelvic tilt. Your butt bones will be toward the back of the room. Let them blossom apart. Let your pelvic floor muscles relax is what I'm saying. Let your butt cheeks, your butt muscles soften. Let your belly relax and just breathe. And from there, I think it's helpful to kind of swirl your booty around a few times, like little hip swings or little hip, maybe not full circles, but just kind of swinging your hips side to side really slowly, just softening the muscles, letting them move and groove can feel really, really nice to release the pelvic floor without compromising yourself by being in a bad position, bad alignment. It is a compromise. It's, it's a compromising position to be standing with your bum tucked under and your back really flat. So we don't want that flat back look and that tucked under bum. So release the sitting bones back, relax your pelvic floor muscles, soften your butt muscles, just let go and breathe. Maybe do some hip swirls. That can be really helpful. It can also be helpful in standing to do like a, a standing hamstring stretch where, and for the video, someone might see this, but for the podcast, sorry, uh, you just maybe put one foot in front of you and toes up toward the air and then inhale, lengthen your spine, stand up tall, and then exhale, hinge at your hips and you feel that stretch in the back of that leg that's that's forward, that straight leg. You feel the, the stretch in the back of that straight leg. So that's going to stretch the hamstring. It's going to actually help the pelvic floor as well. And it's going to really feel nice for people who do tend to tuck their bum under and have kind of a flat back posture. This is going to be tight, but it's going to be good for you. And so releasing that back body. So often the back body is very, very tight. We get tightness in our low back, tightness in our, our, our hips, tightness in our pelvic floor, tightness in our posterior pelvic floor is very common. And that's actually one thing that can really lead to hemorrhoids and all sorts of things, issues with constipation even, and, and then ultimately straining, and then that can lead to prolapse. So it, it all ties together. We wanna to release that part of the body. So you can do that in just even a few breaths. You can do a little standing hamstring stretch and just release that back body. And that will actually be helpful for prolapse. So. To wrap it up, <laughs> I know I've said it a thousand times already, but I'm just going to say it one more time. The paradox of prolapse is that the more you relax your pelvic floor muscles, the better you're going to feel. And the less you constantly think about it, the better you're going to feel. So again, I want to say just one more time that I'm not saying to put your head in the sand and, and don't ever educate yourself about prolapse or how to manage your condition. That's not what I'm saying. In fact, I have an entire program called Lift that's dedicated to prolapse relief and teaching you exercises that are going to strengthen your whole core, including your pelvic floor, teaching you how to release the muscles, teaching you how to live a lifted lifestyle. That's the most important part where you learn how to manage your, your pressure in your pelvic floor by doing things in a certain way that's going to help you um, keep your pelvic floor safe and it'll prevent your prolapse from becoming more symptomatic. So 
I do have a course. I do recommend, you know, going through my course or seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist or doing your research in a way that's it's a really smart way to make sure you know what you're dealing with and you know how to prevent it from progressing, but you don't want to always be thinking about it. So if you need help with that, then I encourage you, first of all, to remember that there is life outside of prolapse. There's life outside of your pelvic floor. What are the hobbies that you used to love before you started thinking about your prolapse all the time? What are the things that you love to do besides thinking about pelvic health? There's more to you than your pelvic floor. I know there is. So think about those things. And if maybe, you know, some of us just don't have a lot of hobbies and that's okay. That is totally okay. Uh, It's not something I want to do is to give you pressure, more pressure. That's the last thing you need because that's just going to make your guard dog go, oh my gosh, now I'm feeling pressure. I've got to tighten up. So no, no pressure to have other hobbies that you can think about. Another trick that you can do is to simply be in the present moment. And I have a a trick that I call this now moment walk. I like to go on a walk and I've done a whole podcast episode on this, but I like to go on a walk where I literally just talk out loud half the time. I go into the forest where there's nobody around. Talk out loud and I say, okay, in this now moment, I'm breathing. In this now moment, my heart is beating. In this now moment, I see a tree. Oh, in this now moment, I notice that those leaves are really, really green. Oh, in this now moment, I'm noticing that leaf. The leaves are starting to fall. It's that time of year. Oh, wow. In this now moment, I'm grateful for the fact that there are seasons like it can just go wherever it takes you but basically the idea is you start thinking about other things (laughs) you start thinking about the only thing that's actually really real which is where you are right now in this moment in time it takes you out of perseverating on whatever you're dealing with whether you're perseverating on those issues of the heart the love the relationship issues the fertility issues the pelvic floor issues. It takes you out of those. It doesn't mean that you need to, that they're not important. It doesn't mean they're not important. It doesn't mean that you won't deal with them as you need to. But what it does mean is that you won't excessively, obsessively and excessively. So obsessively and excessively. We want to avoid obsession and excessiveness. We want to avoid that. So it takes you out of that obsessive thinking and gets you into the present moment and gets you really just feeling great. So when that happens, to bring it all home, your little subconscious guard dog actually is like, oh, and it just gets to be a puppy again. It just gets to explore and run around the yard and sniff things and play with butterflies and, and you know eat regular flies and whatever dogs do. It just gets to do its own thing and be happy. And then what happens? Our muscles relax. And then what happens? We have more energy freed up in our body and our mind to heal. It's amazing. So the paradox of prolapse. Don't think about it so much and relax. Even though your conscious mind might think that the opposite answer is what you should do, it's really really not. So I hope you've enjoyed this. If you need to listen to it again to really get it, go ahead because it is counterintuitive but it's really essential so i hope this has served you and uh until next time remember that you can live life vibrantly you can do it and i can help i'll see you next time (laughs) bye thank you 
Thank you so much for listening. And if this podcast was helpful for you today, please share it with a friend. Tell them you know, what you learned and how it's going to be helpful and amazing for them to talk about this stuff. Don't forget to subscribe and also check the show notes for all the links you need, including how to follow me on Instagram and YouTube. And until next time, remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit. We'll see you next time.